You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, ready sisters? Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Maddie. I'm Scout and we are the sisters behind this wonderful, beautiful, exciting, entertaining, lively, silly, informative podcast. Wow. That was like an adjective soup. Well, you know, I know you love adjectives. They weren't like the best adjectives. Like they were just the easy ones that came to my mind. But I felt like you would really appreciate that. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of like vocab spelling bee type adjectives, but... They will suffice. How is your vocabulary coming, Mads? Because, okay, wait, question. So we're reading on the iPad now. Like, we've mm-hmm. talked about that. We've, we've converted from books to iPad, which mm-hmm. I totally am, am here for, although I kind of miss, like, having the physical book to mm-hmm. look at when I'm done, like, lined up on my shelf. Um, but I like the iPad because you can look up the word. But here's the thing is I'm looking up so many words that I don't know what the meaning of, but I'm not fucking remembering them two minutes later. Yeah, the only way to remember words is to impl- or to like task yourself or challenge yourself to implementing them within a given time period. So it's just like, all right, here's my word of the day. I challenge myself to say that word and incorporate it in my day today, Oy. which just like doesn't happen, you know? Because like when the fuck are you going to say – but I always do that. I'm always like, that's the word I'm going to start using. That's the word. And then I, and then I forget it like two minutes later. That's the word. I mean, maybe writing it down. I know looking up on iPads doesn't really like cement it. I know, you might but need. I'm like, you know, it, I used I'm to. I'm going to bed before, you know, I'm like, I'm about to sleep. You know, I'm not trying to like. I used to have a word journal. Of course you would have a word journal. Used to write it, write the word down many, many time. How is, and has that worked? How is your vocabulary? No, no. it's, um. It is it's sparse. No, but it's not bad. You're like not you. You have you don't have like, you know, uh, Gia Tolentino vocabulary. Oh my god, but no you, one has a Gia Tolentino vocabulary. Very good point, but you don't have like like I would consider you to have a good vocabulary. Oh wow, you know that that is the highest compliment that someone can give me. No, the highest compliment is that you're intellectual. It's the same thing. Oh, okay. Using big words and intellect um, equals the same thing. I mean, not not really, Just but kidding. we can pretend. Just kidding. Um, um, yeah, so guys, my birthday is coming up. So like if you're looking to give me a compliment, that is the one. Yeah, her birthday is in what, like two, three weeks? Almost less I than know. three weeks. I'm so stoked. And we're going to Malibu. Wait, what's a Miley Cyrus song? In Malibu, next to you. In Malibu. Thank you for gracing us with that cover rendition, that mm-hmm. artistic expression of Miley Cyrus. We yes. all really appreciate it. But yes, yes, you are about to turn 26, which Dude. is 
wild. Is that my late 20s? No, you're still mid. Okay, good. Thank like, God. Like 27 is starting to be late 20s. So is mid 20s just 25 and 26? 24 to 26. Oh, so I've been, oh, so I like, I've been in the mid 20s. I you're, thought I was in my early 20s. You're 25, Mads. That is literally the exact middle of the 20s. But I thought 25 was the marker of the mid. 24 to 26 is mid, Got in it. my opinion. 27 to 29 is late. Yeah, you're 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 stretching late. Oh, I'm turning 29 this year. I'm yeah. stretching almost 30. Yeah, you're stretching like you're not even in 20s anymore. Okay, so in the dismal of COVID, I'm like, you know what? The I'm, dismal. Yeah, I'm going to plan my 30th birthday, even though it is not till September 2021. But Adam, I was talking to Adam. I was like, so do you know what we're doing for our 30th? And then it like took him a while to compute that I was talking about two birthdays from now. Um, so, okay, there's two options we're going for, and you can tell me what you think about it. Jurassic Park themes. No, one is to throw a big party, like like a small wedding for just close friends and family, and obviously I'd pay for it. Like, it'd be catered, like, mm-hmm. and I want to do Jurassic Park, but I think it'd be more fun to do something, like, really formal. glam. Yeah, because we never, get to, we never get to get formal and buy, like, a nice dress. Glam. So, I was thinking either that, or I take you, Ben, Adam, and myself on, like, a week trip somewhere nice. Whoa. And you you paying for that for us? I would pay for a good amount. I would not pay for like the entire thing. Where are we going? Europe? No. Tulum? uh, Potentially Tulum. Tulum? I was thinking like. I'm going to go to Tulum and have spiritual awakenings and just like become with our chakras alive. Okay, fuck off. First of all. Second of all, maybe we'll go to Cabo. I don't know. Oh, fuck. No, like nice Cabo. Not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not, not like, like ratchet. Not like ratchet. Fratty Cabo. Cabo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So, start thinking what I should do. I mean, obviously, I know which one you want to do, but that is, that's No, but I think, the, I think the small wedding is actually a great idea because I love getting glam. Right? Glam. We, we don't have, we never have that option. That's why weddings are so fun because you get to dress up and find a dress and put makeup on and it's like exciting and you're creating an ambiance and a mood. You know, that's so fun. Mood. Yep. Love it. Um, I do have a observation from TikTok. So um, little update. Everyone knows I spend far too much time on that little app of theirs. Um, so there's this new phenomenon be, uh, called straight TikTok versus elite or advanced TikTok. Okay. I roll. Let me. Why is that I roll? Because it's just ridiculous. Well, that this is I don't make the rules of the TikTok trends. This is just a, a phrase that has been happening. Okay. Also, another phrase that I'm going to teach the class called simp. A simp is a guy that is like submissive to a girl, but they but TikTokers are essentially using it in a negative sense like they whipped yeah but like they think yeah exactly so they're like oh you're a simp for this girl but it's kind of sad rude i know it's like you should celebrate being a simp yeah you found someone that you love so much i'm sure the woman has the same feelings towards the man if they're in a committed relationship if not he's just like wanting somebody but you should celebrate caring about someone that much exactly that's what i'm saying but yeah, no, everyone's kind of making fun of that term. Anyways, so back to my straight versus elite advanced. So straight TikTok means like the Charlie D'Amelio's, the, uh, you know, JC even, like very either doing the dances or doing like a day in the life or like my skincare routine. And it's just like pretty girls. You know what I mean? Which is probably what I would be more under if 100%. I actually did TikTok. 100%. And then the alt uh, advanced is... The funny TikTok and like the the really like funny, either funny, actively funny or just like observations and hilarious moments in time type of TikTok. So, you know, I'm really trying to understand like where I fall because, yes, I do all the dances, but I feel like I do it in a funny, humorous manner. So maybe I'm in the middle. I think you're somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I think you dabble into both, but you don't necessarily do straight comedy. Right, exactly. So it's like, it's just like my face is comedic. Yeah. While the dances are happening yes. to my body. Okay. So well, the dances I'm are s- happening to your body. I'm going to say I'm in the mid. I'm going to make a new word for you. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, what should we call it? Well, give me, give me a little bit. Straight gonna, versus elite. What about be- mediocre? Okay. Medi- you are mediocre. <laughs> mediocre TikTok. Mediocre Mads. 
yeah oh that sounds awful well, okay. you're the one that came up with the word not yeah me. um anyway so th- i just wanted to share that with the class I, th- I think everyone needs to know it's you know we should make a segment called gen z market research and i'll just kind of like spew my wisdom okay as i almost enter my 30s i will continue to do gen z market research yes. um okay sisters i wanted to let you guys know that we have or we had whitney eckes on the podcast last year she is a social marketing guru she also owns eckes marketing and we teamed up whitney and i to launch an ebook about how to start a business we are super super passionate about helping women start the podcast the blog the agency whatever it may be and i think that a lot of people get so overwhelmed with where to start that they don't even take that first step so we created everything we wish we knew before we started our own agencies me with scout agency her with eckes marketing and it has everything from how to name your business to you know what platforms you need to use to run your business like how to invoice clients how to cold pitch emails how to brand your business for for like very cheap like things that you should be spending your money on in the beginning versus things that you shouldn't how to write a mission statement checklists like worksheets like it's really fucking good and it's super fucking cute if I may say so myself Mads you can let me know about the branding but you didn't buy it so that's cool um and the best part is that it's only $9.99 which is the whole point is that we wanted to make it accessible for you guys so you can follow us at spark and seek or you can click in the show notes I'll have a link there if you guys want to purchase it if you're thinking of or if you have a side hustle thinking of starting a side hustle and want to take it to the next level we got you wow Women in business. Have you even looked at like one picture of it? Yes, I've seen the title of it Mm. and it's very trendy. Thank you. Yes, very compelling for those who are looking to start the business. The business. The business of their dreams. Or the content creation. The content creation of their dreams. Okay, that's great. Sound like sound like my grandma. Um, The way I'm sitting, can you see my vagina like this? No. Okay, good. Um, all right, fabulous. So let's see. Housekeeping? Housekeeping. Let's do this, let's do this like real quick. Okay, let's do it like I'm, real, I'm, real quick. Okay, while you continue to say real quick, I will get through the entire thing. Okay, go. Um, sisters, number one thing that we want to talk to you about today is we would love it if you know someone who would like OK Sis, if mm-hmm. you would text them our podcast. That's number one. Number two, we have a secret Facebook group. It's going off. Girls are becoming friends. Did you see that post the other day? This girl was like, hey, I want to make friends. And now, like, all these girls are becoming friends. It's yeah, because, so rad. Yeah, because it's a fucking great community. It's so rad. Anyways, it's OK Sisters. All this is in the link in the show notes. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OK Sis Podcast. Twitter. <laughs> and don't follow us on Twitter, just Instagram. And um, comment. No, no. Subscribe, rate, review. Woohoo. We really love We got. We, we love it when you rate and I'm also, I'm creating a new segment on our Instagram for reviews. So if you want to get your review posted on our Instagram, I would recommend just, Wait. you know, writing a really funny one. Oh, yeah. We did talk about the girl who binged all of OK Sis yes. in nine days. Incredible. Yes. We yes. love you. Yes. Anyways. I still hold that Game of Thrones was a little more intense. But anyways. So um, also, we have Girl Gang the Label. We have some merch. Um, it is, we have, you know, like cute little sweatshorts. You know how sweatshorts are in. and Crop tops, crop bucket, tops hats, bucket hats, mugs, all, all the things. And it says support your sisters and use code, code ugh, use code OKSIS for 20% off. 20. Two zero. Two zero. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. 
Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Anyways. So let's talk about this episode because we've been excited it. about this. for you. I mean, wow. this is like a big one for you. Well, I hope it's a big one for you too. It is. It is. But like you like really have been fangirling over Esther for a long time. So girls, sisters, lovelies, my babies. Your babies. Yeah. Okay. We had Esther Pavitsky on the motherfucking podcast. And wow. I think I, I don't really have many words because as you mentioned, I've been fangirling over Esther. Um, first discovered her from her show Alone Together and then um, obviously loved Glowing Up and that podcast and have just been trailing her and supporting her for all this time in her comedy. So she came on to talk about her new comedy special that's coming up on on um Comedy Central. Just so you know, she did mention the date in this episode, but it actually hasn't come out yet. So just keep your eyes out. Uh, follow, follow her. her on Instagram. Yeah, She'll you should follow you. her on yeah. Instagram. She'll like be blasting it everywhere, and I'm so excited because she is so deserving of her own special. She is, and she's just the cutest little button. She's hilarious. Such a button. Such a button. Such a button. That is the best way to describe <laughs> Esther. She's so fucking cute. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> wow! Oh my God, that was I, I feel like I've said anyways. I think fifty thousand times. And then we in say it intro. at the same time. It's awful because it's really a bad. Bad. It's our. Tra- we're trying to be transition. Oh, we need to get better at we that. We need to get better at our transition. Transition queen. Okay. Anyways, um, we hope you. Love- anyway. <laughs> oh God damn it. Oh okay. So here we go. What, listen. Here we go. Uh, Esther Pavitsky, you you asked. We delivered. <laughs> Okay, I thought we were going to end there, but we didn't. Okay, enjoy, sisters. Enjoy. A fixture of the L.A. comedy scene, Esther's first comedy special, Esther Pavitsky, Hot For My Name, will premiere on June 5th on Comedy Central. Most recently, Esther starred opposite Kat Dennings in Hulu series Dollface, which has been renewed for season two. She also co-created, co-starred, and executive produced the Freeform show Alone Together, which ran for two seasons on Freeform. Esther was named one of Variety's 10 comics to watch in 2017 and performed at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal, returning to the showcase that launched her career as a new face in 2013. 
She's had recurring roles on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Love, and Difficult People. Additionally, she's guest starred in Brooklyn 99, Workaholics, Kim Peel, and Lady Dynamite. Without further ado, Esther. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Little <laughs> Esther! You guys, I already feel like we're at a sleepover. Like, I'm so excited. That is the vibe that we are always trying to emulate. So thank you. We all have a tie, an oversized tie-dye item on. I see your bed. Like, this is just, I'm ready to stay up all night. And then the first one who falls asleep is getting sharpied on for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. That's me. I will be asleep by 845 <gasps> on the dot. And uh, that'll be, you and Mads will be up until so 4 a.m. chatting. So you guys are in New York, right? No, I'm in And San I'm Diego. in Los Angeles. Why do I, you both, is it just your New York accent and your like building window? You guys are like giving me New Yorker vibes. Oh my God. Okay. So we, sometimes we get that. I think it's the Jewish part of us, to be honest. Like, I think that's, we get that. People always say that, Mads. Like, are you from the East Coast? But I think it's because we're loud and annoying. We're like emo kind of and like hard. I don't know what it Mm. is about it, but no, we're from, we're from San Diego. We're from Southern California. This is West Hollywood that you're seeing. So this is like my alleyway in West Hollywood I've so. been totally duped <laughs> I was like I thought we were all in Manhattan you know like for the night wow no we're I don't in even know you guys girl. I don't even know you two we had a stint in New York we each went to college in New York for a year and we're like <laughs> peace out and came back to California we were like <laughs> not for us we're out yeah I, yeah. I really yeah. Um, so yeah. a little backstory. I'm a huge fangirl. Hi, my name is Maddie and I'm an Esther fangirl. Um, huge glow. We're going to get into glowing up because, you know, that is where I first got the glimpse. Got the, I got a catch of the Esther bug. And then <laughs> alone together fan. We're going to get into all of it. Um, you're so special to me and we're just so privileged to have you on the pod today. And that is a love note if I've ever heard I of one. I feel so safe. I've never felt so safe. <laughs> I felt, I feel held. I love it. Dude, that's my positive affirmation right now that my spiritual coach is making me repeat over and over again. I am safe. I am safe. So I really appreciate that. Oh, Your it. spiritual coach. I, that's one I have not heard of yet. Yeah, you know, I've I've graduated from 14 years of therapy and I am entering into the life spiritual coach world and I'm pleasantly I'm I'm here to say it's great. It's a lot better. So, that's where I'm at in my life. I'm so I just am so drawn to your vibe of spiritual coach, your tie-dye sweatshirt. I'm like I mean, I've created a whole narrative about you like you grew up on the East Coast and you're a doer and a sayer and a thinker. I, I'm just like, I'm, I want to know what's next for you. Spiritual elevation. That's what's next. Un- unlimiting my conscious mind. Okay. I don't know that much about spirituality. I'm, I'm not that great at it, but I'm trying. <laughs> oh my God. I love this. Okay. Let's get into current fixations. Yes. Okay, so mine is, so I, on a few episodes ago, or I don't know how many episodes ago, I talked about my Olive and June at-home manicure fiasco. Much love to them. Love them. Great product. So I told a trouble story that I went through because it took two months to get me my at-home manicure kit. And quite frankly, the salon's probably <laughs> opening tomorrow. Um but I was doing my nails last night. Like my husband was like leaving me alone because like this was the moment that I got to do my nails. And I they have a nail polish remover and it's a cute little pink jar and you open it up and there's like a sponge in it. And so I was like trying to take the sponge out and I was like, you know what, let me read the directions first. And I read the directions and it said you just stick your finger in the sponge. And I'm like, so when you usually do nail polish remover, like it takes a little bit to get it off. You know what I mean? Like you're scrubbing. This one, you put in, you go woo woo twice, pull out, your nail polish is off your nail. It's unbelievable. I don't know how I'm going to do my toes with it, but it's amazing. So I highly recommend this nail polish remover. It's like nice. I don't know if it's organic, not sure, but it has some sort of label like that. And um, yeah, I was Girl, I, was I have tried that from Sephora. The mm-hmm. Sephora brand makes that. It's the kind where you dip in, you twist. It's it's a game changer. You're like, what if I've been scrubbing my ass off on these fucking nails for all these years? That this is a scientific it is a achievement. Mechanism of the future it is so wonderful. I 
yeah, I, I that's such a good fixation. I applaud. You guys are blowing my mind. I have Thank never you. even heard or seen this. I know the Olive and June package. I mean, they're like flying off the shelves these days, but I didn't know that this was a element of it. Yeah, I'll FaceTime you tonight because I'm going to switch my nail color. I'll show you how it works. Okay, I'll I figure just, it out. I just ordered the Color Camp at home manicure set. So I will let oh. you guys know how that goes. But I was just about to do my sizing. I'm very excited. Ooh, I do love Color Camp. A little pricey, but yeah. into the at home edition. Right? Isn't it? Isn't this almost like the fixation itself? It's like the fact that we're getting to do all these at home versions of things. I'm like, this is this is cool. This is exciting. I don't I don't like sitting at the nail salon. I know a lot of girls don't mind it. It's so boring. I hate it. I'm like, if I can have a great manicure at home, this is this is it's very good. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I know it's, it's interesting to think about all the things that we're going to become like independent of, and we are going to be able to do ourselves now through quarantine. And that like, after we're gonna be like, no, I plucked my own eyebrows. Actually, no, I'm going to have to go to a European wax center. Yeah. My eyebrows, I took up, I took, I took an up close photo and it's, it's, it's yeah, unruly. It's unruly. Okay. So my current fixation. Um, so I thought that since we have the queen of all things glowy, um, I thought I'd do a little skincare current oh, fixation. Yes, so please. I have been in the market of for a new moisturizer for a while now, especially one that I can put on after retinol. So I use Shawnee Darden, Shawnee Darden's retinol. Everyone knows we love Shawnee. Um, and retinol is known to be very drying. So I was looking for something that is, you know, a little, a very um, hydrating moisturizer, but not too heavy because I don't want to break out. So at the Sephora sale, I purchased the Sunday Riley's Tidal Brightening Enzyme Water Cream. Okay, guys, this shit is like, it feels like a light pillow on your face and it's like plumping, but light, airy, but moisturizing. It's completely soothing. I highly recommend if you've never gone into this this moisturizer, it's it's it. I feel triggered that there was a Sephora sale and you didn't tell me How about it. How do you it. just not know about these types of things? Because you know no, I don't know about anything. Bit, and I, I, like I love like, the VIB is a little bit your responsibility. A little <laughs> bit. Like you, it's still your friend's job to to tell you, but like it's also kind of your responsibility to know when that's happening. It's, it's every man for every no, man I don't for know himself. anything. Like you, you, I am like rouge. Am I rouge? I'm rouge. I am up. I got twenty percent off. Oh God! It was an incredible sale. Well, I'm gonna just piggyback on that. This is not my fixation that I pr- prepared, but I will say that the, in terms of a new moisturizer that is rocking my world because I'm a dry skin girl. The Drunk Elephant F-Bomb in the blue, with the blue lid is so fucking good, okay? Like, I know they, I know they call so it a mask. No, no, no. I'm using this as my moisturizer. It's, it's what you said. It really has that, like, light, soft, it, that, just, when you said water cream, I'm like, yeah, that's a sensation I want and I get to experience with the Drunk Elephant F-Bomb. So good. I use I use it last night and I woke up and I was washing my face and I was like, God damn, this is this is soft. This it's is butter. butter right it's butter, it's dew, it's 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 all the it's baby's ass, it's everything you want. Wait, do you use it in the morning? No, I too? do it at night and I like to just be really generous with it so that I wake up kind of like ooh, I'm you know. Did the sprinklers did the neighbor's sprinklers leak into my room? Am I just this moisture? Oh no, I'm gonna sneeze. Excuse me. Do I have bad allergies? Is that just me? Nope, me. Um, my my fixation, which is something we already talked, tie dye myself. Doing it myself is meditative. It's creative. It's um relaxing, and then. And having all your old stupid shirts that you never wore now be so cute and look like they cost $140. Like, that's where it's at. My fixation is tie-dye, tie-dye, tie-dye. We are with we you. It. Amen. It's so funny because I, I haven't 
done the tie-dyeing. My roommates have been very much into the DIYing and the crafts. So I purchase the sweatsuits and then I give it to them and then they have been the ones to tie-dye. Um, so hats off to you for getting your hands dirty. We are, yeah, Scout and I are not craftsmen. I'm, I'm just going to yeah. purchase. I support I that. Look, I support that. I respect nothing more than someone who's like, okay, I love that vibe and that energy. And I'm only doing it now because it serves me to do it myself. But if it didn't, you know damn well I would make my quarantine partner, like, get his hands dirty and do it for me. Because it's, it's such a good feeling to make someone do your work for you. Yes, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah. amen that. I have my husband making me lattes and pour overs oh, every day kind of in quarantine. So he bought a espresso. No, he got an espresso machine for free off Craigslist in L.A. He made my stepdad take get it for him, and then he drove up to L.A. and then he fixed it up for two hundred dollars. And now we have like a whole thing. We got a grinder. We got a frother. We got like he's roasting his own beans. Like it is a coffee shop in my house. Wow. Right if you have a free espresso machine from Craigslist, you probably definitely have the COVID antibodies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the, that was the point to get the antibodies. That's how you, you know them. what I mean? We're it was strategic. You guys are like fourth grade. What is it called? Fourth wave coffee shops. You guys are like fifth wave. Yes. Well, all I know is that my spiritual coach said I have to down the coffee, but uh, this is happening in a in a in a, the mecca of coffee in my apartment. So I'm torn between two worlds. Esther, I, oh, that actually brings me to a good point. You were the first person I heard talk about oat milk, and look at the world now. I know. I. It's crazy what I've done, what I've created. This is what you've done. Like, I, only, I exclusively drink oat milk. No idea if it's doing anything different than almond milk, but I don't know. Something about it feels, like, heartier, and I can't get off it now. I'm, I'm an oatly girl through and through. It's just so fucking creamy and delicious. Like I was so, I was right before oat milk like hit the scene. I was on the search for the best dairy-free latte and I was driving to this ice cream shop like on the other side of town that at 11 a.m. they opened and they made these almond milk lattes and then they like discontinued, they made this really creamy almond milk and then they discontinued it and then they changed their hour. They like just, just it all, it made it so hard for me to get this latte. I was like jumping through so many hoops to get a good latte. And then I tried oat milk and I was like, oh, this is it. Like it's finally accessible. I, and that's when I like got my espresso machine and was like, I can do this. I am my own coffee shop. It's just that oat milk is so creamy and it gives you the experience that regular milk gives you but also like with a natural hint of sweet. It's it's so, uh, oat milk latte, I have it every day, but now sometimes I'll do half oat, half coconut to get like the healthy fat from the coconut milk, but you cut it with the oat milk flavor so it's not all coconutty. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee's a drug and that's why I talk about it like this, so. No, it is. It okay, is. so let's talk 100%. about your quarantine vibe. I wanna hear about your mood, kind of what you've been experiencing during this time um are you doing okay are you not doing okay what's up I was having a mental breakdown before this started so I'm kind of like on cruise control going in um I I'll just let me just explain to you so in December I finished my year right like I had done I had shot Dolph head um I got went on tour to get ready for my stand-up special. I shot my special. We edited my special. I was wiping my hands. I was done. And I was like, wow, like I just did like all these things I've always wanted to do. Uh, okay. But like, that's weird. I like achieved my dreams and it didn't solve all my problems. Like I still feel anxious and like, don't know what to do now. And it, it's like, I'm the same. What's going on? And I had this big realization that like, these entertainment career things were not going to fix my problems. And it kind of made me freak out a little because I'm like, now what the fuck do I do? I don't know how to do nothing. Like, I'm just kind of felt like a mess. Um, And so I was really anxious. And then 
that. But then I started reading about this fucking pandemic and I was like getting really scared. I'm like, nobody's talking about it on the news. What's going on? And then finally, like it all kind of blew up here and everyone was like staying at home and stuff. And, and I think just kind of knowing that, okay, we're doing what we can. I'm just going to stay home and get having that guidance, knowing what I was going through. I actually started an antidepressant. I went on Lexapro because I was just so anxious about everything. And now I'm kind of getting into a groove of like, okay, I'm taking a break from entertainment, mostly because the whole world is like, you can't do anything. And I'm like learning how to cook and I'm tie dyeing and I'm, FaceTiming with my friends and I'm playing video games. So I'm really just trying to like, and I'm vacuuming. Like I'm just trying to do nothing and like have hobbies for the first time and just kind of like become a person again, if that makes any sense. So that's how I'm trying to like manage it, I think. Yeah, there's a lot there for sure. I think that like, it's interesting that once you slowed down, you were like, oh, that didn't solve anything. And probably it prolonged the healing process anyways, but So it all maybe I mean, in a weird way, you had that realization and then the universe was like, ha ha, you're staying (laughs) in your house. But that's that is something that a lot of people don't talk about, which I'm really glad you touched on is when you achieve your dreams, sometimes it, it's because you've um, idealized it your entire life in your head. You think of these major expectations of it and what it's going to feel like and what it's going to solve. And when you get there, it's it, it just it reinforces the whole notion of it's the journey, not the destination, right? And it's just kind of a really weird rude awakening because you're obviously this incredibly accomplished person in Hollywood and comedian. And it's, it's crazy for you to hear that people even like at your level can feel these things. Well, it's like the Oscar when people win the Oscar the next day, they're super depressed because they don't understand like where to go now. Like they've reached a pinnacle that they've been working towards their whole life. And then after they totally crash, you know, like when you're on such a high, you're inevitably crashing because you have to balance out. Right. At the end. And it's weird talking about this because I feel like I sound like I think I'm like Britney Spears and like <laughs> I've toured the world and all my fans love me and I'm the girl from the Lucky Music video. Like it's really, it's like I fucking was on a sitcom. Like, okay, settle. I was the fourth lead on a sitcom, settle down. But like it, that is like that was everything to me and that that was all I ever wanted and so yeah it's just it's I'm saying it more as a way of like I I don't know like if people are out there and like want to achieve things fix yourself right now because you're not going to fix the achievement doesn't fix you like and it's a bummer and I still feel grateful and happy and excited that I I'm getting to do what I wanted to do all this time and I still want to keep doing it. But now I have to like learn how to just be a fucking human and then not be anxious and not think that these things are all that matters and that they're going to fix me because they don't fix you. For me, it was moving. So I would just move cities and I would think like, oh, that'll get make me better. And it's just the environment and whatever. And it would be exciting in the beginning. And I'd love my new place and like whatever. And then two months in, the same fears would come up, the same anxieties, the same depression. And it doesn't matter what environment you put yourself in, like you will follow wow, yourself. I, I have a very similar thing with moving too. That's I feel like you've gone through your shit. This is I have a lot to learn from you and your spiritual coach. <laughs> It's a whole thing. I'm bipolar, so I've been through the ringer for for a long time, but it's still 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 happening. Still going through it. Okay, so I want to do a hard transition. Um, a staple in the podcasting world. It seems like like you were in it from the beginning. You had little Esther, then you had Esther. What was weird it? Adults. Esther's with adults. Weird, adults. No, weird, weird adults, and then obviously glowing up, and then now you have a new podcast. It's just it's never ending. So kind of talk to us about why you had this foresight to enter into the podcasting space before it kind of blew up to what it is now. Um, I think I just noticed that I think podcasting had just launched 
And the fact that it was so new is what drew me to it. Cause I'm like, what is this? Like anyone can do this. Like, okay, well I'm here in LA, like doing open mics and making videos. Like I should just do this too. Why wouldn't I add this to the, you know, the, the package or whatever. So I just started doing it and I've kind of been like in and out of podcasting for a while. Um, but I just think it's a great medium and I think it's become so much better too. Like now there's so many different podcasts, but back then it was really like back then I launched my podcast and it was like number one on iTunes. Like there was no, there was like no competition (laughs) now that I launched Esther club. It's like so different. It's, it's, it's very different. Um, but I really, I'm just a fan of it now. Like I love listening to people talk. I love like, uh, you know, listening to crime shows. I just, I don't know. I think podcasts fucking rule. Like, it's so cool that you can, it's like a cheat. Like, you can listen to it while you do other things. Like, I don't know. I like that so much more than TV because I don't like sitting still and just focusing on one thing. That's how my my whole quarantine is. Like, I need two things at once, right? Like, I need my podcast and I need um, my video games or I need my FaceTime with my friends and my cooking. Like, I need to combine two activities. One has my mind somewhere and one has my hands somewhere. That is that is so true. That's a good point. It is like multitasking. You don't do you don't listen to a podcast while you're just like sitting down and just staring at yeah. this feeling. Like you have to be you have to kind of be doing something at the same time. So it feels like you're also accomplishing more when you're just like folding laundry because you're bettering your mind. Totally. Yeah, I listen to a podcast in the morning when I shower and then get dressed and then make breakfast and wash my face like my whole that part of my morning routine there's always a podcast going on which I feel like grounds my day or just I don't know sometimes I'm like can I just not with the sense like the what's it called not the sensory yeah like the word I'm thinking of yeah stimulation stimulation like can I just not with the stimulation and just like wash my face but other times it feels right and it feels motivational and grounding and educational or funny and entertaining and whatever you want it what, to be. Can I ask you, what part of your morning routine does do you start listening to a podcast? Like, do you roll out of bed or do you listen? Like, when do you start it? So the first thing I do when I wake up is I pour my coffee and then I do morning pages. So I don't look at my phone and then I write for like one to two pages in my notebook, just stream of conscious, whatever comes to mind. And then if I feel like it, um, I'll do a morning gratitude meditation and then um, I'll either pull a card from my deck or read a page of the Daily Stoic. And then I check usually my text messages and my social media. And then I put my podcast on to shower, wash face, get dressed. So impressive. Wildly impressed. I did not expect to be this impressed. (laughs) Yeah, Scout and I are cute. Yeah, Scout and I are huge morning people. We're very, like, morning routine-oriented folks. What's your morning routine? So I wake up, um, coffee, and read for about an hour. And then gratitude. We're huge gratitude whores. So we express gratitude every day just to check ourselves. And then I'll work out. And then I'll start podcast to get ready, shower, yada, yada. Yeah, we even text each other sometimes what we're grateful for. But I usually journal it, but we'll text each What's other. What's your morning well. routine, Esther? Oh, my God. Well, in the quarantine, I fucking – well, first of all, my fiancé and I have been sleeping in separate rooms because he stays up till 5 a.m. And I wake up at, like, 8 a.m. And is that what – are you like that? Well, you're – no, your husband. Your husband. Yeah, my husband goes to bed at, like, 2 it's to 4 crazy. in the morning. Yeah, so – basically so I've been sleeping on my couch in my office I know it's it sounds so psychotic but it's like so comforting to me it's I it makes me feel like quarantine is like a never-ending sleepover like I just I play video games I talk to my friends I fall asleep on my couch so basically my morning routine is I wake up and then I text my group of friends and then we immediately start a FaceTime and one of them has already been up for three hours. So he's already like yelling about coronavirus and he wakes me up with like a Facebook fight he got into. And then my other friend is like, I just left my fucking meditation to listen to this shit. What am I doing? And then they get me going and then I go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, like all while on a FaceTime with two people yelling at each other. And then 
go upstairs, make my coffee. They're still yelling, make breakfast. And then when they like get too tired, then I, I, I give them a break. And then I, um, I put a crime, like a dateline or something on, uh, and then just kind of, you know, calls, but it's like, I, I did, I spend the first half of the day in the kitchen, like, okay, what can I prep for the day? What can I experiment and try? Like my quarantine was all about like learning how to cook because I never cooked a single meal for myself before this. I spent so much fucking money on restaurant food. It's disgusting. Um, and so the, I'm like, this is how I fake that I'm productive is I'll just like learn how to cook for the, that's a skill. I'll use that for the rest of my life. That's actually, that, that's an expensive skill. So I'm really yeah. productive. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the morning FaceTime is a podcast in itself. It is a live just for me <laughs> podcast where I can comment and be like, this is boring. Change it. <laughs> They'll be, I'll be like this. Like my friends, like, what do you think Esther? I'm like, I think this is boring. Let's talk about something different. And then my friend Annie, she's like, Esther, you're a fucking comedy fan. She's like, you're not a comedian. You're just a fan. You just expect us to entertain you for free. And I'm like, yeah, bitch. You guys don't have stages anymore. You have, I'm your audience. I am, yeah. (laughs) I love it. Um, You know, something that I've been seeing around, especially in LA on like billboards is, and I guess in the quarantine is this phrase, hashtag alone together. So, so crazy, right? I know. So, like, have you guys, has there been, like, an insurge of views at all? Or, like... I don't know, but I definitely <laughs> see a ton of social media messages where people are like, uh, Esther and Benji did this first. Like, it's yeah. so, it's weird. And I got an email a couple months ago from someone at Comedy Central, and the email was, like, had alone together in the title and i was like oh is comedy central gonna like air the old episodes of alone together and then they're like no this is our like this is like coronavirus yeah this is like the the campaign yeah (laughs) like should have copywrote that shit (laughs) collected royalties everywhere it is it's like I'm I'm finally seeing alone together trending on Twitter, but I wish it was for the right reason. <laughs> oh my god! So okay, alone together was just so precious, and just it was Thank so you. it was such a special show. Um, and obviously super bummed that it is no longer. Um, but are you and Benji still collaborators? Do you guys still work together, or how does that partnership go? Go. You know, we alone together was kind of like our thing. You know, like we our collaboration was that. It wasn't like we did a bunch of stuff together. It was more like this was our our story together about our friendship, where we were not attracted to each other, and everyone thought we should be. Um. And so that was kind of our thing. And we haven't really made anything else since. I, I feel like we kind of told that story. And um, and yeah, now I, I work with my friend Nick, who is my producing partner on my special. And we wrote a movie together. So we're, we're trying to figure out how to get that made. I, I mean, that was already a challenge before the pandemic. So now I really don't know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that, that was kind of our thing together. Okay, I have to ask. Um, do you get a discount at Reformation? No, I don't. (laughs) Isn't that fucked up? So yeah, so for people who don't know, Benji's sister is the founder of Reformation. And when I put two and two together, I was like, Esther's probably dripping in Reformation. But no? No, isn't that fucked up? Like, our whole friendship was just me being like, get me free clothes bitch like what are you doing and i started to think never asked like he was always like i can't and i think he i honestly think he like can't get in touch with his sister because she's so much cooler than him that he just wasn't able to ask her or was like afraid to ask her but i do love reformation and i love their social media i think they're great i absolutely love it and i've been buying their masks i love reformation but I don't. I love I Reformation not have from Benji at all. I mean, it's like, well, what's the point then? What was? What's, what was? The what point? is the point? Yeah. Wasted Why friendship. did we make this TV show? What's? There's no need for it. 
Okay, I want to talk about your Comedy Central special, which is insane. What was the first thought that ran through your head when Comedy Central was like, let's make a special? Oh, no. Now I have to tell my parents that they have to be in it. (laughs) Because we pitched the idea to Comedy Central, because so my parents are in it. And when we pitched the idea... Uh, and then they, they were immediately like, yes, I, and I hadn't asked my parents yet. So I had to be like, so guess what? I have great news. Like I'm going to have a standup special. They're like, wow, that's so cool. I'm like, yeah, you guys want me to have a standup special. That's great. Right. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you have to let us come to your house and film you. And they were like, they were like, they tried not to, they're like, we don't think it's a good idea. And I'm like, well, that's how it's gonna go. So I'll buy you some meals, and you'll, you'll, you'll be grateful for your time on camera. Our dad would be all over that shit. He would be like center stage. He'd run onto the stage. He'd stand in front of the camera. That's, I mean, it's oh like his God. dream. But yeah, but your parents, I've I've seen you post about them, and the be- I think the best thing you've ever posted about them was when you had the footage from I think your dog camera or something and it's just yeah. like them in, in just like, I don't even know how to describe it they're just like in snuggies or something sitting on the I couch. know they're they're so weird I so I used to have okay so I had a dog that I couldn't take care of back when I was like 21 so don't blame me I was young and stupid and so I had to give my dog to my parents and I really missed this dog forever. Like I, w- it was so sad. I always wanted to see him and I wasn't quite ready to get my own dog yet. So I was like, can I please install a camera in your living room so that every time I miss Pepper, I can like log onto the camera and just see him sleeping. And they're like, no, 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 no. And then finally, like they, they felt bad for me and they let me do it. So I was like, okay, great. But then I started to check the camera and I would see my parents like flossing their teeth together on the couch, watching TV. And I'm like, oh, we're on to something. We found it. And I, if you, I, if you can find my Seth Meyers clip, if people are listening, I want to see. I, when I was on Seth Meyers, I showed like um, screen grabs from it. But so basically, like that kind of inspired it because I was like, my parents are weird, and I felt like if I was going to do a comedy special, I wanted people to get to know me in different ways than just my stand-up. So that was kind of what made us decide to include them in it and honestly like I think they're the funniest part of the special like I don't know who makes a stand-up special and then tells you that your their stand-up is the least funny part but it really is like my parents steal the fucking show and it's all real like we didn't my favorite show growing up was the Osbournes and I love that that show had no setups it was very real so that was like how that was our goal and intentions and how we shot this stuff what do you, I mean, that's amazing, first of all, but when, I, I'm sure the stand-up part is equally as fantastic, but what do you feel before you go on stage and present a stand-up? Because every time I watch stand-up, I'm like, damn, they memorized that entire thing. Like, that's a lot. Do you get nervous? Like, what what goes through your, do you have a routine before you jump on the stage? What's going on in so your head before? So for the before? special, I, like, ran that same set over and over again and tweaked it. And just, I, you practice it so much that, like, you can't let yourself fail. You know, it's the kind of thing where you're not going to leave anything up to chance. You just practice, practice, practice so you know it. Because it is so much pressure and it is scary and stressful. So that's why, like, the most important thing, like, once I clicked and in and decided I was going to do a special, it, it, like, everything just became about practicing that and being ready for it. And you you have um, been known to be at the comedy store and be at every single, like, comedy club in L.A., almost like every night like you are always there I've always I've seen you at the comedy store and what it oh that's nice you didn't say (laughs) I did I actually I actually did say hi but wait I think oh my god familiar no you (laughs) no I swear to god I thought that I knew I thought I might know you but then I'm like I don't know how well I don't think Esther would lie about something like this. She doesn't strike me as the one that would lie. (laughs) 
<laughs> we um no we were coming in late and you were outside or something and then my boyfriend was like you have to tell her that you love her I was like oh god and I was so I just that's came so up. embarrassing when people do that yeah and I'm like let her fucking be she she's not to do a comedy like let her be and then he was like you know but but like when someone calls you out and they're like she's like when my my fiance would do that I'd be like she really loves you no like it's really she loves you so much I'm just like okay now they think I'm a psychopath like and they'll never <laughs> see me as a human again thank you I know how that is no but um but I do want to talk about because you know I I love watching comedy I love going to it and it's you see such dedication in the performers and you guys are up there multiple times a week and like going from comedy store to laugh factory to um hollywood improv like in one night like how is it just like you're you're so obsessed with it and it's such a passion of yours and you're just it's like a drug to you guys because it's I mean you have to work so hard at it and I see I see each each one of you like just killing it all over town I think that some people are definitely addicted to it more so than others like I was like that when I started doing open mics like it was my whole world and it was all that I could think about and all I wanted to do so I I was like that. I feel like I'm less like that now, but when I get into a, a certain stand-up mode, then yes, I can I can do that. Um I was like that a lot last year where I would just go every night and my boyfriend slash fiance I here's the thing. So my fiance I I literally forced him to propose to me and then now we've been engaged for two years and I refuse to marry him. I we're just playing some kind of game. We're in a power struggle. And so I I'm so sick of calling him my fiance. I think I'm going to like, I think he has to go back to boyfriend. <laughs> right. It's a pandemic. We're not getting married. Like, so oh my, my boyfriend God. fiance would be like, why do you keep, he's like, you don't need to keep going every, he's like seven nights a week. You're out. It's weird. Yeah. So sometimes I get into that, but then other times I'm, like right now I'm totally fine sitting at home and not doing stand up. Like it's just fine. I have to tell you the story of when I did an open mic for the first time. And I'm sure I've told this on the podcast, but you're just going to love it. So I wanted to read my poetry at like poetry open mic nights. And so I was 21 and I told my mom, I said, mom, you have to come with me. Like I'm afraid, like whatever. And so I found an open mic night on the internet in Los Angeles and we went and it was this Rastafarian cafe, like totally Jamaican. Were you living in LA? And we get... Yeah, I was living in LA for a few months then. And we went there and they said that the open mic didn't start for two hours. They posted the wrong time on the website. And my mom was like, well, we're not going back. This is LA. Like, fuck it. We'll just sit here and eat some Jamaican food and wait. And then while we were eating, they passed they passed the sign out sheet and I didn't even get to it until like, so I was like the sixth per- person. I was like, I've been here forever, guys. And then, okay, so I'm, like, so nervous. And the first guy goes up, and he's a comedian, and he's terrible. And then the second guy goes up, and he's a comedian, and it's terrible. And then the third guy goes up, and he's a comedian. And my, I look at my mom, and I say, Mom, it's fucking comedy night. And she says, I don't give a fuck what night it is. You're getting up there. And so I go up and perform a poem about a sexually abused woman comparing ni- her tongue to a knife. And um, the room was oh silent. And um, it was really traumatizing for me. And uh, I I kind of, you know, was like, that's the end of my open mic oh, career. Well, I love that your mom was like, no, you're going up there. Like, that is almost my favorite part of the story. Like, your mom pushed you is so funny. In the Jamaican-themed <laughs> Rastafari. Your one and only experience with an open mic. Yeah, no. Yeah. When, when, I don't know how you do it, Esther. It's terrifying. Oh. When was it? This was, let's see, this was seven years ago because I'm 28 now. Wow. What a beautiful story. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay, funny. wait, but I do, I do want, okay, so I want to touch on glowing up because I need, I just like have some questions that need to get answered. Um, first of all, 
how did you beat Caroline? Because your guys' energy was so palpable between you two. Not only was this an incredible podcast about skincare um, and beauty, but you both are comedians, have this added humor that it was just, I could have listened to you guys speak about fucking anything. It, it didn't even have to be about beauty. But how did you guys meet and where did that, where did the idea come up from? So Caroline uh, was a writer on Alone Together season one. So we actually met, first we met um, on like a, kind of like a girls night, a ran- like Sarah Ramos, who's this really funny, talented actress and Angela Trimber. Um, they set up like this foursome. We all went out it was me, Angela, Caroline, and Sarah. And I knew Sarah and Angela, but I didn't know Caroline. And we just all hit it off right away. It was really fun. And then years later, I was doing alone together and Caroline submitted to be a writer. And I was like, oh, we have to hire this girl. She's so funny. You guys don't have no idea. Like I can't believe she's available. Like, we have to hire her. So, so we bring her in for a meeting. Everyone fucking loves her. Like we, we hire her. She's so funny. And we just totally kept realizing working together every day that like we we're into all the same things. Like she was like, I'm obsessed with what celebrities eat. I'm like, I'm obsessed with what celebrities eat. And like, I'd be like, I fucking can't stop buying makeup. She's like, I can't stop buying makeup. So we just eventually were like, we're a podcast. I was like, Caroline, like, let's face the facts. We're a fucking podcast. We have to do it. And so we started recording then when we were working it alone together. We just, it's weird because she's from LA. I'm from Illinois. Like we have different upbringings, but at the same time, we have so much crossover. So um, yeah, I, she and I, I could talk to her like, I could talk to her all day, every day, nonstop. I think she would be scared if she really knew how into her I was. (laughs) And so why did it wrap up? Is it because you guys were both busy? I mean, I know you you did Dollface, which brava. um, Thank you. Such a a stellar show. And and she is writing for James Corden. So is that why you guys had to stop it? Yeah, it genuinely was just like getting hard to schedule and she was taking this big trip and then Dollface ended up being a much bigger commitment than I had initially thought it would be. So we just were like, let's take a break and we'll circle back. And then we just kind of like couldn't figure out what, when and how, but now we're trying to figure it out again because neither of us are working and we could totally do it over Zoom. So we just need to kind of, we also had really wanted to implement video. So, um, we're just kind of figuring out what the best route is, but it was totally, I just saw there was like a big dramatic. Did you see this last night? The call her daddy podcast had like a major dramatic breakup. It wasn't oh like that. Oh my yeah, God. What? It wasn't like that. <laughs> I, I just, I just listened to like a whole step-by-step deep dive into what happened between those two. And yeah. So I, what do you, you mean they had a breakup? Just, They're like no longer. Yes. I because I, I mean, I, I love what they've done in the space and I, I love that they're, you know, these women fucking powerhouses of podcasts of the world. Um, and it was, it's just so interesting how much power they've had. And then it's, it's like a weird breakup between them two. And it's like, uh, like, let's, let's get you back together. Cause like when you guys are together, it is this, it is this energy. It's the same with you and Caroline. Like it, I'm so happy that wasn't a falling out. And I don't think people think that, but, um, yeah, I mean, just like scheduling issues happen. And I'm, I'm, I mean, for the sake of the community, you guys need to come back for sure. That makes me happy. I like hearing that. Um, okay, wait. So we're almost done. We want to be respectful of your time. So um, we just have to ask you, what is your skincare routine? Just break it down. We got to know. Okay, so I have done so much research, so much obsession in the skincare world. And I'm currently right now in a phase where I'm like a less is more. Like I'm trying to do as little as possible because from trying so many things over the years, I noticed that the more I was trying that – the more my skin would get kind of mad at me. Um, so I would say that right now I wash my face with drunk elephants, just their jelly cleanser, whatever. Um, because I have really dry skin. So if you have dry skin, I highly recommend that face wash. I, even the glossy a milky jelly was too drying for my skin, which is, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so I do the drunk elephant face wash 
And then I honestly, if it's nice, I just slather on the the F bomb. I go heavy on the F bomb. And then I try to avoid the sun during the day. But if I know I can't, I'll try to wear my Elta MD sunscreen. I do the, um, I use the physical version. They have so many different versions. It's confusing, but just pick one. You'll be fine. Um, and honestly, that's it. And then quarantine makeup. If I'm having like a, a Zoom meeting, I'll just throw on a little Glossier mascara. And I'll do, I have up here, the Smashbox. A custom glow lip balm. Lip balm. It's kind of like a Dior glow lip glow thing. Or I'll in pink, and then I'll do my Dior lip glow in coral, just to give you like a. Because you don't want to be dumb. I don't personally want to be full face in a Zoom meeting for fucking quarantine. Like, it's not the right time. But I like having a. I like, I like wearing what you would wear if you were a thirteen year old and what like what Cosmopolitan magazine told you to wear when you were 13. You just had a little mascara and a little lip gloss. Like that's kind of my quarantine makeup mindset. We are blessed. I love it. And then Scout, ask, ask our, our favorite are. question to wrap it up. Oh, yeah. Okay. So if you could brag about one thing in your life, your career, your personal life, what would you brag about? My job. And my don't dog. be humble. If like you- I know that doesn't seem good, but my dog is so perfect. she's so she's so small and she smells so good and she's so sweet and like she's mischievous and she definitely like you know she's not a pushover but I always just look at her and I'm like you are I dreamed of you I always wanted you You, you're uh, my dog I love her donut little donut oh we love that oh this oh Oh, sorry Scott were you gonna say something Oh, no, okay. we're good. I was just going to comment no, on my you, dog, you but it's fine. Dog too much. This was amazing. What do you I say know. about your dog? Um, I have two. One is a devil. She is five months old and she will not stop terrorizing my 11 year old. Uh, the 11 year old is a black Pomeranian. I purchased another black Pomeranian because I was getting afraid of the older one being old. So I cloned her, but this new one is Wait, nothing you didn't like really the old clone one. her, did you? She is. No, but they have the same exact coloring and they're the same breed. But five months, like they're still, they're still kind of bad at that age. Yeah, yeah, but she's she's amazing. I love her. I love both of them so much, but yeah, I, I feel you when it comes to being proud of, I'm not proud of my dogs. They're not trained or well behaved on any level any level so that's my fault but anyways okay Mads you can wrap it up girl okay um Esther this was a true delight as one like like so tender such a great like kickstart to our week you're doing great I just want to let you know that I know it's probably a weird murky time but honestly we are so excited for your special we wish you all the success and you're killing it, girl. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. I'm back when the world is normal. Maybe you guys can come be on my podcast. It's called Esther Club. I would we love would for you to join. Honor. Okay. We'll be there. You, you tell yeah. us when. Thank you so much, you guys. It's been so fun. Wait, wait. Yeah. Let everyone know where they can find you. Instagram, Esther Monster. My podcast, Esther Club. And my stand-up special is coming out from Comedy Central at 10 p.m. And it'll be streaming for free on their app. And... That's it. Awesome. And you can find us at OKSIS Podcast. Love you, sisters. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 